We ready to drop this thing? Uh, Houston, uh, we are uh, ready. Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. Atomic batteries to power. Four. Prepare for warp speed. Turbines to speed. Three. Standby transwarp drive. Two. Roger. Ready to move up. On my mark. One. Let's go. This is the Low Down Sports Show with Drew. Yes, sir. And BJ. Let's get at it. And it starts now. All right. Welcome into another episode of the Low Down Sports Show. Oh, we just had, I just had one of those weird moments, BJ. You had a weird moment, Drew? Let's, let's rewind. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Welcome into another episode of the Lowdown Sports Show, where we get the lowdown on all things basketball. Yeah, we do. I'm your host, Drew. And I'm BJ. <laughs> and we're here to get the lowdown on all things basketball. And uh, we got a show filled with a lot of things today. We're going around the association. Uh, got, a, got a lot of things going on in the NBA. A, a famous quote that's trending on Twitter right now from... <laughs> from one of those stars in the Western Conference, a Western Conference star that needs help. Uh, the WNBA in planes, charts, charter flights, mm-hmm. and some free agency. Some people are about to maybe find some new homes. So talk yeah. about the movement or lack thereof lately. Just a whole lot of tweeting and subliminal messages, but it, a lot to like get it, into. We'll, yeah, just like last week, Drew, we'll, we'll, have, we'll have a lot of uh, – a lot of stuff for next week's episode because there will be official moves made. But we got yes. rumors and we got tweets and we got to try to put heads or tails on, on what goes where. Yes, indeed. Uh, but nonetheless, a chock full show today, BJ. As well, got BJ's best, what's on Drew's mind, and of course, playing that game everybody loves called With It or Quit It. And whenever BJ is ready, we'll get it going. I'm ready, Drew. I mean, this is a pretty. Uh, pretty uh, impactful day for the basketball world uh, yes. obviously i know you know that uh, and I, I don't think we did this by design last year we were uh, i think we did a, a, a new episode on the two-year anniversary now um once you know it, we're we're here doing a new episode live on the three-year anniversary of, of kobe bryant's passing just such a still can't believe that we've been without him for three years now Drew. yeah just, i i I teared up watching uh, a, just a couple minute little piece that sports center aired earlier. Yeah, man. It's crazy that three years have gone by like that. And, you know, that we've lost, uh, you know, such a great soul like Kobe and along with, you know, the others that died, you know, his daughter and all the Absolutely. other players and everyone, yeah. a part of that team that was in the accident. So, and, and the world still doesn't years. feel normal without yeah. him here. Three years, man, three years. I know. Time flies. It's crazy. Um, but on a lighter note, let's get to some basketball. We'll, we'll, we might revisit this later, but let's dive into uh, some Dallas Mavericks, BJ, our, our little hometown team. We, we, we kind of like these guys, I guess. I mean, sometimes they cause us stress, but like the Dallas Cowboys, we stay around. We stick around for the pain. We love it. We enjoy it. Rangers, we haven't been back to a World Series in a while. We're hurting a little bit, but the, yeah, this, this the future is bright there, too. I hope so. I mean, you know, it's it's kind of like, you know, how many more gut punches can I take as a Dallas sports fan this year? Man. My frog, my frogs getting annihilated in, in the national championship game. The Cowboys, you know, 
this wasn't their year. I knew it wasn't going to be their year. And yet they did much better than I expected against the 49ers. It's like, if you could have just avoided the turnovers and maybe did something else, maybe Tony Pollard doesn't get hurt. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, well, let's, mm. let's not dwell on that too much because we got some issues with our Dallas Mavericks that we need to address. Yes, indeed. And Cam, welcome in, my friend. Uh, Dallas Mavericks, man, uh, Luka Doncic needs some help. Period, point blank, he needs some help. Man is tired. You can see it. Uh, there was a video on Twitter. <laughs> Please send help to Luka. Uh, look at these numbers here. And you can see there was a video on Twitter earlier of him in the huddle and leaving the huddle just looking like so tired like oh well like i gotta, I gotta score go 40 out here again. and go get out here and get 40 a triple double near 50 yeah. again to and, get and the, competitive i mean and it may may need that again as they get ready to take on the suns i mean it's it's just you know uh we're we're about a week or so removed from from christian woods injury and, and finding out and so we sh- hopefully he should be back here you know in the uh, not too distant future because they said, I believe last week that the timetable for his return would be about a week or a week and a half or so, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, Drew, from that broken well, bone. I mean, Lucas sure needs him. It's not like he's a, a key defensive piece or anything, and that's mm-hmm. where the Mavericks' main woes have been. But yeah, I mean, Lucas always need help in the, uh, the scoring department, but yeah, I mean, it's been even harder <laughs> without Christian Wood out there, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. so. Uh, you know, Luca's just having to, you know, haul it all together. I'm hoping he stays healthy, you know, in, in this run that the Mavericks try to make. But the question here is, BJ, Luca needs help. Are the Mavericks going to get him any? Mavericks never really do a whole lot uh, at the deadline. And uh, there's a contract that's probably in the way of some moves in that uh, JaVale McGee. But wanted to run through some uh, of the numbers that have been going on for the Mavericks as of late. Um, one of these coming from, uh, gosh, where'd he go? Uh, Grant Afseth, mm-hmm. uh, lowest team clutch free throw percentage this season, tied for fifth, Milwaukee Bucks and Charlotte Hornets at 71.4%. Fourth, the Cleveland Cavaliers at 71.2%. Three, the, the Inver Nuggets at 68 point or 69.8%. Number two, the Phoenix Suns, 69.5%. I don't really like where you're going with this. Mavericks at number one at 65.6%. Oh, man. That's pretty tough. Yeah, I mean, and you you saw it the other night in Washington, or against Washington, I should say. Not They were at home for that game. Um, you know, Luka taking on KP's team now that, you know, KP was inactive for that game. Um, and – Man, I mean, he he put up another 40-point performance, but he had a chance to give the Mavs the lead late at the free-throw line, got the one to tie it, missed the Mm -hmm. second one. Washington makes a free-throw on their end, and then he was, you know, they double him because they're like, well, we don't want you to shoot the last shot. And and Luca and his, you know, abilities trying to find another teammate uh, ends up throwing it. I, I don't know if he was trying to throw it off of the wizard. I think it was Bradley Beal or Kyle Kuzma out of bounds to get one last attempt or what, but he didn't place it in the right spot. It gets stolen and that's ball game. And Mavs don't even get a chance at the final shot. When are the, or will they, will the Mavs ever get more creative and give 
uh, chances to another player more often than, you know, always giving it to Luca, you know, like 90% of the time for the final shot, you know, understanding he's your best player. But, like, let's just say Spencer Dinwiddie. They actually, I think this was Kurt Goldsberry, not sure, but I saw a by zone, like a most points scored by zone uh, deal for the NBA. And Luca and Spencer right over there on the right wing, right beside each other. Most mm-hmm. score points on the three-point line in that right wing. Yeah. What if you – I mean, you've, you've probably got – I mean, you definitely have this play drawn up for Luke. It was the game winner against the Clippers back in the bubble. Mm-hmm. You could run that play for Spencer or yeah. something like that. Well, well just, and just also thinking consider, for alternatives. Also consider that was a Rick Carlisle drawn-up play. Maybe mm-hmm. that's not something that Jason Kidd – Maybe that's not in has, the bag has, anymore. Yeah. Fair. But, yeah. I mean, there's probably something along those lines because that is Luca's spot. That is oh, yeah. Luca's spot. Well, and, and, and then when he hit a game winner in, uh, I believe, against Boston. In, yeah, in- yeah, yeah. I, I know he hits them. But, like, in situations like that, like, where it comes back to you again, like, mm-hmm. you'd think maybe Spencer that time. Like, because, you yeah. know, you know teams are going to think – Luca in an yeah. extra situation because Luca wants he wants he wants to get back for that free throw that he missed. So yeah, um, and 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 maybe that's where you kind of butt heads between your star and like what the right decision is. Like, do you go back to him again? Most of the time, the decision is yes. Like he can get yeah. you that bucket, but like yeah, um, and, you know, and sometimes I think, hmm. I think the answer is is yes. They 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 should have more plays drawn up for other pieces, but it's also the same answer as yes. They should get you know, help, but they're not going to in either instance. They should have plays drawn up for more players so it's not all on Luca all the time to have to take the last shot. They should get Luca some more help, but they won't. They won't draw up plays for anybody else. They won't get him help. The thing that they're thinking right now is, you know, when this team gets back to fully healthy, when they get, you know, Maxi back and, and, and some of the other guys that have been limited and have not played because of injury, they think that that's just as good as bringing in some help and, and making it a, a move at the deadline. You know, I, I'd be willing to bet that I'd be willing to argue that's not the case. You know, last year you saw how much better the Mavericks improved defensively by making the trade to get Dinwiddie in here in the first place. And so, you know, I, I don't know where you can, you know, move pieces around logistically to get better defensively without sacrificing some offense. And and I don't know if that's a sacrifice that the Mavericks are wanting to make at this point. Well, BJ, I mean, when you hear numbers like I'm about to give you, you may want to sell yeah. out for some defense, even though your offense, you know, you need I'm, some defense I'm, too. Yeah, I'm fine with that. But let's hear those numbers because, I mean, as bad as it is, I mean, numbers really just hammer it home. Same thing, uh, or same account here, uh, Grant Abseth. He, he covers the Mavs for DallasBasketball.com and NBA analysis. Uh, this is worst NBA team defensive ratings in the month of January. Number five, the Houston Rockets, 120.2. Very Number young. Four, the Charlotte Hornets, 120.3. Young and, and injuries, yeah. Third, your Dallas Mavericks, 120.9. Not not the same. <laughs> right. And then you got Pistons at 121.3, and then Spurs at number one at 121 and a half. The, the common thing with the four other teams besides the Mavericks? Those aren't playoff teams. No, youth and inexperience. The that only too. thing that's keeping the, the Mavericks and, and with some of those other teams, injuries, I feel like. You know, it, it's been a rough month of January. I, 
you know, I talked about it last week when I went to the game uh, a week ago, Wednesday mm-hmm. on the, uh, on the, the 18th, you know, it, the Atlanta was making just, it felt like so right. many shots. And, they were. And, yeah. And, and they were shooting lights out and they, they had some good looks, but it was like, there was no, you know, no effort, no attempt to be better defensively. And then, a rare bright spot. We play Miami. The Mavericks get up for a big game at home against the team that's in the playoff chase in the Eastern Conference. Not saying that Atlanta or Washington isn't, but mm-hmm. you know Miami. They were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. They played in the NBA title for the NBA title in the bubble in 2020. You know, obviously the the NBA Finals of past 2006, 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and they they look you know lights out shooting offensively, and their their defense was was actually really good in that game. But then you just followed up with yet another clunker, yet another stinker against the Wizards. And you're just like, where's the consistency? Speaking of where's the consistency, the Memphis Grizzlies haven't had a lot of it lately. And Mm -hmm. a famous quote from their point guard of, I'm fine in the West. Yeah, I've got that right here for you, Drew. Who do you look at around the league as you're studying and say... We're going to have to run through them. Celtics. No one in the West. Nah. I'm fine in the West. Boy, you just lost four straight. Oops. After, what, an 11-game winning streak, Drew? Yep. Snapped by the Lakers. Three close game losses. One blowout. One by the who, BJ? The Sacramento Kings. Sacramento Kings. Well, you know, and that was also also a game that John Morant did not play in. To be fair, yeah, to be fair, fair enough. But, it was the second game of a back to back, too. Yes, yeah, uh, but I mean, two of those games were just late game collapses. Drew, those are games that are very winnable that you shouldn't, you know, yeah. they what by twenty five against the Lakers at one point in that game last week, and then they just collapse and, and mm-hmm. choke it apart. Uh, and then, of course, you know, the, the Phoenix game was Chris Paul coming back, and that seemed to give the Suns a little bit more energy and juice than they'd had in a while. Um, but the Warriors, you know, they 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 get Steph Curry ejected because he throws his mouth guard, which, I mean, I, I you know, that's a, a conversation and, a, a you know, a topic for another day is, is mm-hmm. you know, how ridiculous that is of all things. Yeah. But you know, you, you got him ejected. He's not in the game for, you know, the final, uh, I think it was under 90 seconds when that happened. And you can't capitalize and, and come out of there with a victory. I know it's it's a lot of road games, you know, a lot of travel. It's it's kind of that that slump that you might get into close to the all-star break. I th- think they're all right. But, Drew, I mean, you know, that get, putting something like that out there, you know, that's bulletin board material 101. You don't do that, especially that was a month ago. That was around Christmas time going into that first game against the Warriors before Curry had even returned. And they, yeah. they lost that game too, if I'm not mistaken, Drew. Yep. 0-2 versus the Warriors. 15 and 14 versus the Western Conference, BJ. Mm-hmm. Are you really fine in the West? If you, it seems like you're just I in the West. I mean, they're they're <laughs> you know, it, it's a it's a dogfight in the Western Conference, you know, and, and that's not to say that Memphis doesn't have the talent, but they can't afford to put kind of content like that out there for free and, and get in, you know, everybody's heads like, all right, well, this is what they think of us, you know. So. Right, and it keeps bringing me back to a with it or quit it question I had at the end of the year, BJ. Mm-hmm. 
and it's about the Grizzlies. Do you happen to recall that question by chance? Oh, I vaguely. I'd, I'd probably have to go back through the archive and see if I could find it. Okay, I got it. I got it. I wrote it. Down. Okay. Uh, it's that the Grizzlies end up like the 2002 Kings instead of these recent Golden State Warriors. And do you remember if what I answered with that? Was I with it? I do not. I do not remember. But I just keep coming back to it like, hmm, maybe I'm leaning towards that Kings part. The more they look human. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, if any bit of the little nucleus of what they have trying to grow up together Mm -hmm. breaks up, I don't know. And right now, you know, Dylan Brooks becoming a nuisance while they're just being okay is not great i mean if they were the best team in the nba and had like oh my gosh i don't know less than 10 losses the the mm-hmm. one team that didn't have double digit losses or something like okay yeah. i get you talking that talk like you are yeah. the team this year but y'all aren't yet no you know 15 the they've, 15 14 the west is not you no know. they've got the talent to be doing that kind of thing you know how they playing at that level certainly but you know, if you're, yeah, you the those late game situations are games you have to close out, and you cannot afford with how many teams are battling for positioning and, and battling for seeding at this point, Drew. You know, those two losses that you know were, were close late down the stretch. You know, that could be the difference in in you know a, not just a, like a seed line or two. It could be the difference in home court advantage in in a, in a uh, for like the first round or the even the second round potentially. Guess how many teams in the West have a better conf- or record against their conference than the Grizzlies? Mm. So better than a game above 500. Yes, better than 15 and 14. Without looking, I'm going to say five. That feels fair. You look pretty spot on. Uh, Yes. Yes. It is right five. on. Because, five. because Clippers are 16 and 15. Okay. Uh, you are on with five. It's the Nuggets, twenty-five and ten. Kings, fifteen and nine. Look at that. Best record. Best mm-hmm. record against the West. Uh, Pelicans, sixteen and twelve. Dallas Mavericks, eighteen and eleven. That's pretty good. Phoenix Suns, nineteen and thirteen. Mavericks' problem has seemingly been the Eastern Conference this year, which you can you know fault them for that because the East has gotten significantly better the past couple years. Actually, I take that back. There is six. Golden State Warriors, fourteen and nine. Okay, well, so I, I was pretty close. But um, before we move on, Drew, uh, this just now coming in to the Lowdown Studios, Luka Doncic. No surprise here, but has he has been named a twenty twenty three NBA All Star Game starter. So yes, all we'll, that. We'll we'll talk more about the the changes that they're doing. Because um, it'll probably be in a couple of weeks, we'll have our episode where we'll do probably the same exact thing, um, similar to what we did in season two, just as a hint. Um, but well, well, BJ, to play catch up really quick before we move on, mm-hmm. they're announcing them live as we're talking right now. Okay. Uh, started off with uh, LeBron James, followed up by Zion, then Jokic, Luka, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. Curry, Giannis. Tatum, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and most recently, less than a minute ago, Donovan Mitchell. Okay, interesting. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, I'm surprised. I've got TNT on, and I thought they might be, um, you know, revealing it live on TNT for 
uh, before the, the game, the doubleheader that they've got tonight, but they're just showing. Uh, okay. Yeah, here we go. So the Eastern conference starters, Kyrie, Jason uh-huh. Tatum, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Donovan Mitchell, and Kevin Durant. I don't know if you announced all of those, but they have a graphic on, on all five from the East. Yes. Yeah. I ran through them. I didn't, I didn't split it up East and West, but everybody okay. knows. Yeah, and Sorry, then they'll, I mean, they'll, yeah, no, it's all good, and they'll, they'll show the West here in a second. I, I don't know how many we're missing. I don't know if that was all ten that you mentioned. We're um, we're close. Let me count: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, so okay. we did get all ten. All right, yep. that's no big deal. All right, but yeah. Alrighty. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for BJ's best. Thank you, Drew. Well, I saw this and I, you know, I immediately knew this is going to have to be something I brought up on the show. Mm. I've been watching a lot of college basketball lately uh, because we we've gotten to the end of a football season, essentially. Um, and oh, so yeah. obviously, you know, when I'm not watching the NBA, I like to kind of keep on, you know, keep an eye on what's coming up through the college ranks, kind of who the who's emerging so that I actually kind of sound smart when we do our NCAA bracketology i mean (laughs) you know that that didn't work out last year iowa losing in the first round kind of damned me from the beginning but (laughs) oh well uh you live and you learn that's that's bracketology rule number 101 Mm -hmm. um but i saw this clip and i want to play it for you and there's a story that goes uh beyond this but i'm sure you haven't seen this because this was a game i believe this is atlantic 10 basketball drew um And uh, just, I'm just going to present it without context and, and see if you notice what uh, I notice. Grant gets up out of Norris. Give it to Alston, who lost control. Down to 18 on the shot clock. Take it away by Rotroff. The defense has been pretty good here in the second. Did you catch that? Oh, yeah. I see it. <laughs> yeah. There's Buddy a guy. There's a, yeah, there's a guy on the court. I was trying to process how it was like happening. Like, is there a McDonald's in their gym? Like, because if somebody is no. there, then they could probably get the little DoorDash thing to pick it up there if they're if they do no. that from the inside <laughs> the field. So, so it was this game between Duquesne and Loyola Chicago was disrupted when the uh, I, I've I've been told this was a DoorDash delivery man. Yep. Uh, yes wandered onto the court in the second half looking for the recipient of an order from McDonald's. Um, Duquesne would go on to win the game 72 to 58. Um, but apparently it was something that, uh, you know, it, it, it affected everybody in the arena, but every the, the announcer didn't really acknowledge it at first. Now when they, they go back and show a replay, they, they do catch it. Um, and then they have a shot later on. I didn't catch if I could get that video, but they show another shot later on in the stands, and he's still in the stands looking for whoever ordered the uh, yeah, whoever ordered that uh, the um, <laughs> whoever ordered the McDonald's. Um, so I did a little bit more digging, and um, come to find out, Drew, I believe this is. Uh, I don't know if this is what you would call a stunt or a prank or, or what the terminology is, but this is not legitimate. Somebody wandered onto the court because there was an actual order. Um, so this person named Austin Hanson TV on Twitter had a, a really good angle um, where the, the, the DoorDash guy gets right in front of him. Uh, he says, I did not order the McDonald's, even though it was being delivered steps from my camera position. You see the uh, security 
uh, escort him off the, the court and get him away from the, the playing area. Uh, but upon closer analysis, Drew, uh, the, this, the, uh, pr- the delivery man mm-hmm. is, uh, wearing a microphone and apparently oh, has a lot, of, yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of eyes were on him oh, uh, with the students having their cell phones out filming and, and everything like that. So wearing a microphone, multiple camera angles, you know, gotta be some kind of, youtube video tiktok coming in the near future i would imagine um because they did not take him off the premises he just went back in the stands as they were as he was shown later on in the uh espn plus feed uh still with the the mcdonald's bag in his hand so um this is this is just bizarre drew not yeah it's funny because i saw the when i saw the uh, the other video uh, the the bag was already open because they they have like a sticker that tapes it closed mm-hmm. and it was open. I was like, "What? No, yeah, that's <laughs> that's can't be. yeah." I was gonna say there, there's no way if, if yeah. that was legit that that sticker would have been breached because I thought um, it was on either like Instagram or TikTok. It might I don't know if it got to TikTok already. I was on there, early, it, but it may one have of the it, two. But somebody was in the comments and said that guy they better tip him, and I was like, "What?" Because <laughs> I saw the bag and I was like, "No, don't." So on the on the ESPN Plus broadcast, the uh, one of the announcers says, "Was he going to deliver the McDonald's to somebody on the court? Can we rule that out?" So maybe if I put my hand up, he'll bring it over here to me. I'm getting a little hungry or something like that. Yeah, so that would be hilarious I, if that was, I was a real say, thing, though. You know, I mean, for you and I, we we you know behind the scenes kind of you know peek behind the curtain type of deal. When when we get hungry, we usually have to wait until we get something pregame or we've got halftime. Uh, you know, for during football games. But um, if, if the spread is not good, Drew, would you consider getting a, uh, a delivery place and, and having to go down from the press box and, and pick it up at either a football game or a basketball game in the stands or even outside the premises of the, the game? Not I, but I'm sure that there is somebody that is rich enough that could post up at some courtside place that doesn't have like McDonald's or whatever in their gym and DoorDash within range. It has enough money to tip somebody to bring it inside of a gymnasium and bring it to them. I bet there's somebody in the world that would do that because it could go viral if somebody could actually like bring it to well, the, the courtside and drop it off. Somebody would get that on camera and it would. Well, be when you when you think thing. about how much security you have to go through to go to a, a sporting event, it well, kind of like, you know how would they have gotten to get in and especially gotten that far down without somebody stopping him well before like that. The more you start thinking about it, it's like, there's no way that this is a real legitimate because somebody would have stopped him long before he got anywhere close to the court. You'd think at least. Yeah. I mean, it just depends on like, if that's, if it's a, I don't know, like people it's normalized at the DoorDash thing. Are you got you people are just, they just have to show them the phone with the name that they're DoorDashing and like, but if they're just like okay, drop yeah, it. but but security for a sporting event, like okay, you're fine, just just, just go on like ahead. Depending like, on who made the that's what I'm saying. Like a rich person, if they did it, depending on who made the order. Like if LeBron James is sitting somewhere in a high school gym watching a, a really good game, and he's like, maybe you want some McDonald's, all right, and he gets on DoorDash or whatever and gets it sent in, and somebody's like, they show on the phone, like this order is for LeBron James, and they see LeBron J on there. Well, it's the got only like thing, a hundred dollar tip or something. The, the like, only thing I could in. think, the only thing I could think, is if if that was the case, 
that would be that might explain why the sticker was breached because they had to open it up and look and make sure there wasn't anything nefarious in yes, there. I mean, that's, that's a good that's, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so see, so, I mean, like here, just all right. If you need to cut it open here, I'm sure LeBron will understand. Here's his, <laughs> here's his Big Mac and fries and smoothie. Can I go in there now? All right. His yeah. wife is hungry. <laughs> you can't well, keep the queen rating. <laughs> Well, I'm interested to see what comes of this because, I mean, it, it's very, very clearly looks like it's just for a, a skit or, or a prank or, or video of some sorts and somebody trying to gain some internet yeah. clout, which has certainly yeah. worked in their behalf. Uh, but if it wasn't, then... I think I'd be fine with it either way. It's, it's, it's like I'm not the one that's got to deal with it. It's funny because I know it's, somebody's either making content with it intentionally uh -huh. or somebody's going to see that happen with some celebrity and get content and it go viral. Well, the only like, thing I worry about is that the only thing I worry about is that this might lead to more attempts for something like this. The first time you get, you know, like this, this kind of blows up, then everybody wants to be like that, wants to get famous and, and copycat. I mean, like you the know, first time J.R. Smith orders a McDonald's at a high school basketball game, they're gonna be like, "J.R. High at a basketball game, ordering McDonald's, ordering DoorDash." You know, it, it was it was a novelty because you know, I mean, Smith. at some point, nobody had run onto the field at a baseball game before, and now it's like you can't go to a regular season game without somebody at least attempting to do it. Oh, yeah, people are running on the field naked, you know. Yeah. There's more animals running out there more than normal. Like, what are y'all doing here? <laughs> oh, black cats running across our football field this year. I called that play-by-play. -play. How about that? <laughs> and the cat runs into the end zone. That Shoots was out the defender. Spin move. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Catapults over the pole. <laughs> And he might have had nine lives, but that time you got to give him six. <laughs> oh, man. He lost one tonight jumping over that railing. <laughs> anyway, Drew, so, you know, somebody that uh, has, has worked and, and done the deliveries in the past, I, I figured you might be able to appreciate that. So that is BJ's Best for this evening. Good stuff, my man. Good stuff. Absolutely. Good stuff. We, we love yeah. to love to hear it and we love the fact that the nfl season is winding down because that just means more basketball for us to watch but we still <laughs> love the nfl anyway yeah There's we more, do four nfl teams left bj mm -hmm. fighting for it all two conference yep. championship games and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Yeah, that's right, Drew. And if you're not a new customer like uh, you and I, we've, we've certainly had our fair share of uh, successes and failures when it comes to uh, placing some bets over yeah. with our friends over at DK. Uh, it's all right if you're not a new customer. You can feel the conference championship thrills yourself as well with the stepped-up same-game parlays, man. I mean, there's, I'm liking the Kelsey Super Bowl, Kelsey v. Kelsey with Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey. I think the Chiefs and the Eagles. I know they're both the home teams, but, you know, Kansas City is the underdog, which surprised me because, you know, a lot of, a lot of people discounted Cincinnati until they went in and won at Buffalo last week. And they're a great team, but I mean, I, I just think that this is, if not now, when is Patrick Mahomes going to beat Joe Burrow? That's it's going to be feeling like the the Brady Manning kind of arc. It, you know, if he doesn't do it now, 
you know, he's had two games at home in the playoffs and two road games in the regular season. And, and if he's 0-4, then, then the comparisons of, of Burrow to Brady are going to be even more so. Um, also, you know, I, I really like San Francisco's defense, but Philadelphia's defense is just nasty, scary. And, and if this game, you know, if anybody's going to challenge Brock Purdy, it, it's going to be the Eagles defense. I, mm-hmm. I think we, we, as much as they struggled with the Cowboys, this is going to be a whole nother animal. Um, so you can roll with the Eagles. You can roll with the Chiefs like I am, or you can take your shot in an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. If you want to go with those underdogs, might be the way to go, Drew. Maybe. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championships and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Drew, before we get diving on in and, and trying to take flight with uh, some WNBA talk this week, it's time to find out what is on my good friend Drew's mind this evening. Hmm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as we mentioned earlier, it's tough being a Dallas sports fan. Yeah, it is. We haven't seen a championship in 12 years, and that was in basketball. Mm-hmm. But it was a beautiful one. Absolutely. It was their only one. But we, we love it nonetheless. That's one of my peak high school memories right there, Drew. Yes, indeed. But as for those Dallas Cowboys, it hasn't been the same. It hasn't been fun. The Dallas Mavericks reached the championship twice. How many times have the Cowboys been there? Zero. In our lifetime. Mm-hmm. How many times have been to the conference championship? Zero. Mm-hmm. In our lifetime. And how many times in a row have they lost in the divisional round? Well, outside, outside of, uh, you know, when they lose in the wild card round, they haven't won in, in the divisional round since the 90s, 95 season? 96? Yeah. The, the, the last Super Bowl. Yeah. So, that's yes. pretty bad. Very bad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We weren't even one. Well, I, I you were. I was, yeah. You were won by the Super Bowl, but not by the divisional win. You that, were that, just yeah. short of getting here. Yeah, I was about to say that. Just, just because just because I was one doesn't mean that I have any recollection of anything like that. Correct. You don't even you could you couldn't you don't remember what was what. You don't even you were probably pooping your pants the moment we were winning that game. Pooping I, that diapy. Maybe, but I'd like to not maybe. think about that being a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> I was anyway. just like, we've got to get the VCR out if I want to go back and watch Goodness. those highlights. Yeah. Anyway, the point is it has been and we have just known it a lot lately and that's just it's just been on my mind that i'm now conditioned to lose in football as a dallas mm-hmm. cowboys fan in the playoffs mm-hmm. regular season we can win some stuff mm-hmm. every now and then we can beat a good team mm-hmm. not all the time we beat the Bengals early in the season would we beat them in the playoffs if we played them no 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 
And just not only that, but beat him with Cooper Rush at quarterback? Yeah. Maybe we should have. No, I'm not going to say no. that. Um, but, you know, it's just, I just wish it would get better. And I don't know if it's going to get better anytime soon. The only good news is that we get to keep Dan Quinn. So our defense might still be all right. But mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I mean, what, what do you think needs to be changed? When, when we lost, was I disappointed? Like, dang, that's, you know, that stinks. But did I expect it? Insane yeah. breath? Yes, I yeah. did. So as soon as it happened, I was like, I think we were so conditioned. I was going to say, I think we were so conditioned, Drew, that you and I, like no rational person would think an eight and nine team, just because they're playing at home, should beat a 12 and five team. Yet a lot of you and I were at least a a lot of people were telling us we were crazy for thinking that the Cowboys were going to lose that game until it played out, Drew. You know, we weren't the only ones thinking that the Cowboys were going to choke it away yet again. Um but it just, you know, and I've said this, you know, I've, I've, I've said this elsewhere and I'm, I'm not going to, you know, go on a rant or a tirade or anything like that. It, I, I saw somebody say that they won a postseason game. It's just the fourth time they've won a postseason game since 1995. They've won in the wildcard round four times. They beat the, the Brady-led Bucks, who were 8-9. They won a, a game against Seattle in 2018. I want to say Hold on, uh, they beat the uh, the Lions yeah. in, in 2014, yep. and then they they beat the Eagles in 2009. Those are the four playoff wins they've gotten since they won the Super Bowl last. And so you know that in of itself, because they won a playoff game this year, Drew. That's an accomplishment. Apparently, that's that's something to celebrate. It. Raise a bleeping banner, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just ridiculous that if, if you know, if that's the the pinnacle of success now for, for the Dallas Cowboys, that it's it's ridiculous. You know, I, I've I said it last week that I didn't think they were going to win. I mean, it, you know, it's what's frustrating, Drew, is that they were capable of winning that game. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, you're talking about looking to go into the lead with uh, or go into the half with the lead. You know, you'd gotten the. You got in the touchdown to go up 6-3, and, of course, Maher getting in his head prevented it from being 7-3. But even still, it was a tie game. Late in the first half, you get to the two-minute warning. Tony Pollard gets hurt. Oh, crap, you know, kind of deal. Um, and then you're just waiting and, you know, with bated breath. It, it doesn't look good, and sure enough, it wasn't. He wasn't coming back to the game, and he may not come back as a member of the Cowboys, Drew. I mean, I, I obviously they're still a long way off, you know, determining what's going to happen there. But the very next play after the injury, an ill-advised throw turns into an interception. Instead of going into the half with the lead or at worst tied, Robbie Gould kicks a long field goal. San Fran takes a 9-6 lead, and the Cowboys never lead again. So... You know, that, that's what I look back as, you know, that moment. Pollard doesn't go down. Maybe it's a different result, but I don't know. I don't know it would have been. They weren't able to run the ball, and that, that's what limited their offense in the second half. Their defense played great, but they defense cannot do it on their own. And, mm-hmm. you know, without having that running attack, Dak Prescott wasn't targeting Michael Gallup. Why did we spend all that money to bring Michael Gallup back instead of trying to keep Amari Cooper? Mm. 
you know, looking for CD lamb and trying to force feed him. Dalton Schultz, not having the common courtesy mm. to get, get two feet in, get him out of here. I just, but you know, you the, mentioned the fact... Amari Cooper, yeah. you know, that's looking worse and worse. It looked worse and worse as the year went on. Mm-hmm. And I just knew it was a bad deal. The moment the trade went down, especially, especially because he was given, he was given to Cleveland for a bag of peanuts, Drew. And he had a, a career year this year with Cleveland, and, even yeah, though Cleveland and, and, didn't have a great year. Imagine putting Amari yeah. Cooper on this team, though, you know? And and without having a quarterback for most of the year because they had Jacoby Brissett, Drew, for yep. like 11 games. And then, you know, Deshaun, then Deshaun Watson came in. They didn't even play very well as a team, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. uh, it's just – it's it's getting, you know, frustrating. The, the thing I always – you know, the – what everybody's going to make fun of, Drew, is the final play call, which is just completely ass. Yes. But, uh, Drew, Cowboys should never even had the ball to begin with. Elijah Mitchell, you stay in bounds, you go down, take a slide. First down Niners, you take a couple knees, ends the game. Don't even allow Dallas to get the opportunity to get the ball back. He went out of bounds. It shouldn't have even come to that, Drew. When they got that first down, that should have been game, and he steps out of bounds. I don't know if that was, you know, just a completely, you know, boneheaded decision. Obviously, it worked out at the end, but Dallas never should have had the chance with the ball in the first place. But yet, somehow, some way, it's like you think the quarterback draw last year was stupid. Here, we've got one that's even better for you. That's even more stupid, dude. So. There, anything was better than that embarrassing play. I mean, you could align everybody up, hail Mary, deck through another pick. I'd have been fine with that instead of, yeah. you know, that that joke of a yeah. final. You throw play. throwing it short, and yeah, I, I mean, I get the design, I get what they're trying to do, but there's just no way that that's going to get get enough time to develop the way you want to develop it. You know, the what I've heard is that that throw, if the throw was better from deck, it might have had a chance instead of making you know, Turpin go up high to get in and really not even having a chance to, you know, shovel it off and start the, the lateral spree, but it wouldn't have worked out anyway. It didn't help my pain anymore at all. It's no, it's just, it's just, you know, I just am going to probably from now on just sit there and laugh at the stupid boneheaded decisions. As long as, you know, as long as Mike McCarthy, Kellen Moore are in town, Jerry Jones is still, you know, running the team in the ground. You know, it's, it's, not saying that I'm, you know, not going to support them, but I think it's just one of those that you just can't help but do anything else than laugh because of how stupid it is at times. All that talent, and you just completely just, you know, pee it away essentially, for lack of better words. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what's on Drew's mind. Playoff success, be darned at this point for the Dallas Cowboys. But playoff success, not be darned for some of these WNBA free agents that we'll talk about here in a moment, Drew. But before we do that, we've got, uh, you know, we've got the the issue has been uh, something that has come up here in the past couple of days. And again, you know, we've, we, you and I, Drew, we've been ever since, you know, for the past three seasons, we've been talking about we need this to be something that, that gets addressed and fixed because there's no reason for WNBA players to be flying, you know, commercial. They need to have a, a way of, of getting travel, you know, to and from chartered. They need their own ways of traveling and, and recuperating everything like that. And so now it isn't just you and I saying it, Drew. It's it's a lot of 
the athletes across the WNBA and even uh, NBA athletes are saying it now too as well. Here's Kyrie Irving post game the other night talking about this as well. Got to get something done, and I'm and I'm with them. Um, no matter how much it costs, you know, per se, I think we can all collectively come together and make something um, very doable happen. And we just want to have our ladies have peace of mind while they're playing. Um, they don't need to be overseas all the time. They need to be here playing in front of their families every single day doing what we do. Um, so I, I think it's a, a lesson learned right now of how we can attack this as, as a family because W and, and the NBA, we're a family. Um, and I think things will be figured out before the season gets started. So I'm very optimistic about that. And then before we, uh, before we get back to it, here's Bomani Jones with a great point about this as well, Drew. Several WNBA and NBA stars signaled their support by responding to Stewart's tweet with the, with the hands-up emojis. I mean, this issue has come up several times over recent years. Should WNBA players still be publicly campaigning for this right now? Oh, they absolutely should be. I do think that there's a bit of a dilemma at play with this. Like, this is an issue that Major League Soccer also had a few years ago, which is that it has become standard, at least in the minds of professional athletes, that you fly private, right? And that flying commercial is not good. It's also worth noting that as we know more about the effect that flying has on the body and how it affects athletes, it's probably a cost of doing business that you should be flying private. The problem, of course, is the same reason those teams don't fly private is the same reason that I don't fly private. It costs a lot of money to do that. However, if this is what the cost of doing business is, if a team cannot afford to fly its players private, then the person who owns the team probably cannot afford to own it. I think the league needs to find a way to make this possible, or if nothing else, putting in a prohibition against flying private, which is what the issue is right now. The leagues have it set in order to protect the owners that ain't got that much money that they're not allowed to fly private. And if a owner can do it, they should allow them to do it. And if that's a problem for those who can't afford it, they should probably sell to somebody richer. That's a fantastic point. And of course you saw it on the screen there, but I've also got it right here. This is the tweet from Stewie. Love to be a part of a deal that helps subsidize charter travel for the entire WNBA. I would contribute my NIL posts plus production hours to ensure we all travel in a way that prioritizes player health and safety, which ultimately results in a better product. Who's with me? And then, of course, you see the uh, raising of the hand emoji tweeted back in support uh, from a lot of athletes, not just across the WNBA, but across the NBA as well. So, Drew, I mean, we've heard a lot of, um, you know, a lot of input. And obviously, I I don't have a, a disagreement. I don't think you do either. But, you know, this this is an issue that hasn't gone away because the WNBA refuses to do anything about it. Yeah. Um, it's just the fact of not enough money most of the time, but I mean, it's, it's so, it's such an important thing that you got to find a way to get it done. Um, mm. And there's a, there's a tweet I'm taking a look at right now that I shared earlier from uh, an associate pepper or professor from Pepperdine, Alicia, mm. Uh, Alicia, Alicia Jessup, if I can read, okay. uh, said it's awesome seeing support for WNBA players. However, athletes should not finance charters. Uh, she spoke to the LA Times about it uh, mm -hmm. yesterday. Uh, she said, I get the need for it, but they lose negotiation leverage the minute they pay for this. This is a business expense that the league must fund, which, 
is correct it seems Absolutely. you know yeah. um and you know you want to have leverage for sure so i mean it's it's not as simple as i wish it was you know yeah. uh i know there are some out there that i mean there are probably some would you would you say there's an NBA player that might be richer than one of the owners. I I, I'm, I'm sure that there are, you know, I'd have to, I'd have to, you know, look into the ownership group for each of the teams um, just, yeah, to, know. you know, offhand, but, you know, I, I know that um, the, the uh, Mercury not. Mercury went for more than, um, than, than what was, uh, than what I think an NBA player might Is have available. For... I don't know actually. That was that was combined, which kind of muddies the numbers a little bit when you're buying both the Suns and the Mercury. Um, but I'm I'm sure there are players, and, yeah. and it would not surprise me at all to uh, you know to, to see an NBA player that has enough money that could buy um, you know a, a WNBA team and, and run it more effectively and run it better than, than some of the, the ownership groups that we have currently. I wonder even how feasible it is and how soon it can be done. Like, is it something that could be taken care of by the time the season starts? We're not far away from it. Four months, four months away from a tip-off of the WNBA season. I, I think it. The, I think it would take too much time to have it in place for this season. Uh, and like, well, I wonder exactly how much money it is too. Like, we're saying it's a lot, mm-hmm. and you know, but Bomani is saying like it's the reason he doesn't have charter flights because it costs a lot of money. Yeah, if, you know, if owners can't afford it, like I just, I'm, I wish there was a number that we could yeah. put on it. I mean, it might be a simple Google, I don't know, but um, you know, it's obviously a big enough number to where it hasn't been, you know, feasible before. But you know, maybe it is. But I mean, it's a great point uh, to to bring up from Stewie and to have the backing of players. I've seen not only active players but legends like Kareem uh, pop in on it as well. But um, you know, it's definitely something necessary because, I mean, there's always a flight problem every year yeah. in a situation that is just problematic. And, you know, uh, injury risks heighten. And, you know, I've seen players, you know, just up at airports at God knows what time in the morning and they, and they play later in the day. You know, that's as yeah. soon as you get there. There's no shoot around. There's no rest. I mean, I mean, all it is probably is rest. And, you know, you just walk into a game and it's just not ideal to, to keep doing that year after year. And yeah, you know, at some point, and you know, you know, you especially because the issue, especially because you're playing, you know, off in, in, you know, over overseas in the off season, uh, which is obviously not going to help with the recovery and, and recuperation because you're flying a long distance over there, traveling around over there. Um, this search that I just conducted, um, you know, you're, you're thinking about how many, you know, players, personnel are going to be needed to travel, you know, to and from. So you're not looking at just like a, you know, a low cost kind of like, you know, small private jet kind of deal uh, that wouldn't seat too many people. You would need something that's mid to super mid-sized, if not higher. Uh, you start off with three to $5,500 per flying hour. So you're you're not not talking about just one flight. It's talking about how many time, how much time you're up in the air for us from midsize to super midsize, and for a large private jet that you probably want for you know to give everybody that's going to be flying you know, enough space as much as they need for the trip. 
you're looking at six to ten thousand five hundred dollars per flying hour for one of those large private jets. So, and you you take about how many trips you're making per season. You know, if you have to go from Dallas to Seattle, for instance, um, you know that's a long flight. If if you're going uh, L.A. to play the Liberty, that's a cross country flight. You know, it, it it does rack up quite a hefty bill. But again, there's there seems like there needs to be there's got to be something, some way of, of handling it better that isn't as, you know, maybe, I mean, maybe it's, it's as easy as getting a, a corporate sponsorship deal. I mean, you look at the Miami Heat and the Dallas Mavericks are in, you know, they've got the naming rights to the stadiums with American Airlines. You know, it, maybe it all it takes is just getting some kind of agreement, you know, naming, licensing, kind of whatever deal in place with with a company and getting you know as a result getting that company to help offset the cost of the expenses of flying charter i don't i don't know i mean i i'm i'm probably you know i've i've had enough courses you know in high school and college as as you know I, probably not nearly as many as, as some of those that are you know in the executive wings that are trying to figure out these these um uh, you know, what can be done about this issue, but it just, to me, it seems like something that might be an option. Maybe some owners need to sell some teams then, you know, some yeah. of this, I'm kind of, we're kind of just shooting in the dark because, you know, some of the yeah. ins and outs of it, we just don't know. Um, mm -hmm. But, and you know, how realistic, realistic it is to get it done in four months and have yeah. it all set up, you know, from a financial standpoint. Um, yeah. And it is, and, and on top of it affecting free agency decisions, that window is not as large as, you know, getting to the actual season is, yeah. um, you know, complicates it as well when you're trying to use it as a leverage point. Um, mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, and I don't then, know. I would just, you know, yeah. how much, how much would the, I don't go ahead and ask. Oh, I was just going to say the only thing that might be something they look into if it helps keep the cost down is something they introduced to limit the travel uh, during the pandemic, if you, you schedule it where you're playing, like, you know, you're playing two games over the course of a weekend in the same city, then you don't they have do. to travel back to that. They city. have the, they uh, play it kind of by like a little series now. Yeah. Um, and that's what they've done at least as recently as last year. Not sure. Mm -hmm. that, I can't remember off the top. They did the year before, but yeah, they, sure they've, they been, they've been trying to do that to, to make it a bit easier but i mean still you still run into the same issues that they run over time and time again and yeah. you know charter is just the answer yeah know? well and, and you um, think about i mean not just that but um you know when, when you take out you know as much travel that's also a, a better you know way of helping the the climate pledge that a lot of the you know athletes are are, are working hard to to uh you know, address and, and everything like that and, and being conscientious. That's something that, you know, I don't know if, if that's something that comes to the mind because, you know, flying, whether it's commercial or private is, is obviously going to do some, some damage to the, to the environment, to the climate. So, you know, I just, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of factors, Drew, that they go into this. And I mean, we've, no. we've talked multiple times here in the, the past three seasons of the show about this issue. And I just, I, I think it's a valiant push, but until I see anything from, you know, people that are in positions to do something about it uh, in the WNBA, I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. I really don't think anything's going to change. 
And I, I know that sounds so cynical to say, but and speaking of a whole lot of not a whole lot of things changing, free agency we had not had a whole lot of action no. recently, and it's partially because stars are waiting on some other stars to do some stuff. People are waiting on the other person to make their first move. And it kind of dictates where the pieces will kind of unfold in here and how the dominoes will fall. Um, and nothing's really happened just yet. Um, we're kind of waiting yeah. on pins and needles. I mean, you know, the Alicia Gray trade has been, you know, finalized and pushed through, and she's in Atlanta now. Um, so, I mean, other than that, you know, we already knew about Kayla leaving. So... How much action? We're waiting on impending things in Dallas, Marina, Tierra, Izzy. Mm -hmm. uh, Chicago's got like five players on yeah, the brink. Quigley, of what, are, what are they going to do? And yeah. you can pretty much guarantee if Sloot leaves town, you lose mm -hmm. Allie Quigley. Yeah. So, um, you know, whether that's, um, you know, Sloot going to another team and Quig's retiring, that's probably what your your best case is of that scenario yeah. but if she, st she stays in chicago then you might still have a, a three-point sniper on your hands yeah but otherwise probably not but you yeah, know there's, there's like a... stewie who raised the the issue of the uh the chartered flights yeah. who's leveraging that right now so who knows when her decision is going to be made i mean you're leaning towards places like new york who can go ahead and uh you know uh maybe facilitate that um and uh, not a lot of the other pieces have just moved yet. There's a lot of other other things that just are just waiting to happen. Waiting yeah. to happen. I mean, you've seen uh, Sandy Brondello. Maybe you've seen pictures of her visiting Stewie overseas uh, as, as she plays. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that's dedication right there. Liv's trying to get their girl, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But, um, as they should, yeah. Yeah, and uh, we're about to see some more buzz because by the time we have the episode again, we're going to we're gonna have some real things happening. Yeah. You know, February Wednesday's 1st. The, yeah. Yeah, February 1st is when it begins, and uh, we'll be recording the day after, yeah. I believe it is. Yes. So we'll, we're bound to have something right then. We might have something happen as we're going live, so we could have some breaking yeah, instant reaction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I let me ask you real quick before we move on, who do would you say is the first big name that's going to agree to a deal? If you had to guess, first, yeah, because oh, then, like you said, everything else is is kind of waiting on that first big move to be made, and then the dominoes fall. If you had to guess, who do you think is going to be the first to announce where she's going to end up going? And and you know, if you want to give a, a team guess. You know, maybe you think it's Dewey? Maybe not that she will be the first, but I think it would definitely help things go in motion. And you know, she should be the first if that's going to activate stuff. Courtney Vandersloot. Mm -hmm. I think her decision is going to make the puzzle pieces move how it may. Yeah. You know, because um, then Chicago has to figure out not just you know her, oh, but yeah. Quigley, Candace Parker, and if they're not going to get her back, they need to figure out somebody else to try to bring in too right and then emma misaman is in the mm -hmm. bound in the in the yeah in the balance as well where she's gonna go as one of those mini free agents in chicago so i think it's it's vander Sloot as you know as the you know the best point guard on the market arguably the best one in the league you know yeah she's she's kind of setting it and you know wherever she goes she's she's bound to uh you know be a part of you know, a championship contender and, you know, challenge the defending champs in the aces. She goes to New York. Mm -hmm. I mean, whether it gets Stewie or not, that's a really good team. You shift, you shift, yeah. you, you shift Sabrina to the two and point guard Stewie. 
or uh, p- uh, point guard salute and have JJ down there, mm-hmm. and then maybe add Stewie. Even if you don't, that's still a nice big three. I mean, and uh, also Sabrina's Sabrina. still out there too. Yeah, salute yeah, Sabrina and you know JJ out there. That's that's a nice yeah. trio to to hedge your your thing out there to a championship. So absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's salute that's going to kick it off. Um, but but it'll be maybe, interesting. Maybe the first one that actually does it, Candace. Okay. Just to get it out of the way. I don't understandable. Know. Yeah, understandable. For I don't sure. know. There's a lot of things. Yeah. There's a lot of different possibilities, combinations. It may yeah. not even be a member of the Chicago Sky that announces first, Drew. You know what's happening pretty soon, right around the right right as this stuff is getting activated, we'll be talking about it right after. What's that? AU Pro Hoops. That's right. Coming up here in the next that? week or two here yeah. in Dallas, yo. Gosh, hard hard to believe. We, we got to get BJ out to AU Pro Hoops. Yeah, we do. That's something that's been, there. you know, we've been trying to get the schedules lined up and worked out and everything like that. So we'll, we'll get that, see if we can get that sorted out. Yeah, let's go. And now, time for some with it or quit it. I got five questions for Mr. BJ, and he's going to answer all of them truthfully. Solely the truth and nothing but the truth. So I swear, I swear, yes, I do. Yes, indeed. All right. BJ, number one. Mr. Nick Claxton is the front runner for the Defensive Player of the Year award. With it or quit it? Oh, there's a lot of. A lot of guys out there that I, I would think about before I think about Nick Claxton. He's having a great year, though. But when I think of Defensive Player of the Year, he didn't immediately come to my mind, Drew. Well, I mean, maybe maybe he's uh, maybe he's quietly putting together something very similar to what Marcus Smart does. You have stats? I'm going to see if I can go find these numbers that old buds at the lead posted earlier. Ah, I didn't have it on my story. I thought I did. All right. But I'm going to get it in three, yeah. two. One, Nick Claxton, Nick Claxton's last four games, 23 points, 11 rebounds, two blocks on 92% field goal percentage. 24 points, 15 rebounds, three blocks on 69% from the field. 20 points, five rebounds, four blocks on 89% from the field. And then 20 points, 11 rebounds, three blocks on 75% from the field. Leading the league in blocks per game and field goal percentage at 23. A breakout season. Definitely. There's there's a little bit more that goes into it than just blocks, but he's definitely up there in contention. I wouldn't I would not call him the front runner though. So I'm gonna say quit it, but I will let's let's see what he does going for the rest of the way. And I, I think he's got a really good case to be made, but I wouldn't call him the front runner just yet. Okay. Okay. Number two. In a relationship. You, Michelle BJ, would rather be the cook than opposed to clean the dishes after. With it or quit it? Um, you know, it's been so long since I have been in Les Relations that I have not really given that a whole lot of thought. But considering that my best dish is uh, probably a peanut butter sandwich to cook. Uh, yeah, I probably would feel like I was pulling more weight if I was helping with the cleaning more. So, okay. so I'm going to say quit it. But okay. again, well, if something happens and, and 
we get a little nah nah or anything like that, you know, if I get into a kind of relationship, I can uh, better address that with, with uh, you know, put that hypothesis to the test. Okay. All right. All right. Number three. The Dallas Wings will keep Marina Mabry in free agency and re-sign her. With it or quit it? Yeah, I'm with it, Drew. I think that this is the, you know, kind of the best spot for her. I think if she's, you know, trying to look elsewhere, she might not kind of have as, you know, good of a role as, as she would be with this Dallas Wings team. A lot of, you know, maybe a little bit more of, of some gripes and everything like that. But, you know, playing it out with a new coach this year, it'll be interesting to see kind of if, if they are able to give her more of an elevated role in the new uh, in the new scheme that, uh, that uh, I just – had a brain fart on uh trammel yeah trammel i don't know why that's a, definitely a name i'm familiar with but it, it just wasn't coming to my mind uh what what she's wanting to do i i think Mabry could be a very big part of that so I, I think that i think that she will come back and i think that she'll be a pretty good piece to have for the wings this year maybe i'm naive but i i think that this would be the best place for her to come back to no no i agree i think her Arike and Veronica Burton splitting minutes at as you know as a trio up there at the guard position is going to be great. I mean we got yeah, Crystal absolutely. Dangerfield and everything up there. You know we lost Ty Harris and uh, you know Alicia at least played more out mm-hmm. at the wing more yeah. lately than the guard position running point where Marina will be. So I think Marina will be a real focal point. Absolutely. Depending on who all is who all's on this team, but she's going to be a starting point guard for sure. Um, number four. At restaurants, you, BJ, usually sit down and order a soda as opposed to a tea or water. Yes, with it or quit it? Hmm. Well, depends on when you ask me this. If you ask me before the as last... As of today. As of today, then it's going to be a quit it because as of the last yeah. six months or so, Drew, I've been drinking more water than trying to drink anything else. But every now and again, I have a little setback. So most of the time at the restaurant, I do try to order water and and try to keep it at least a little healthy and and be better about it. But sometimes every now and a bit, you know, a can won't kill you. Okay. Okay. I hope. I hope. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. All right. Last but not least, number five. Mark Cuban and the Dallas Mavericks aren't doing enough for Luka Doncic. With it or quit it? <laughs> I, I, I was just saying. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that I, I'm glad that I brought this in just because I figured we were going to need it. Uh, and there's your answer. <laughs> yeah, that's the answer. It, it's absolutely. Uh, I, I think uh, that. I, I, you know, I I know that they're not going to do anything, but I I really do think that, I mean, what, what you said, the the defensive stats are just abysmal considering what they were able to accomplish after the trade deadline last year and and what helped propel them to making the Western conference finals run. I don't really think that Jalen Brunson was the, you know, the biggest key part of of making that defense work. Mm. I don't know what has made things so much worse defensively. It's not, you know, Christian Wood being out because they were playing bad defense even when he was still healthy and, and playing games. 
I just I don't know what the what the case is because they've got enough you know threats with the ball that they they should be doing better. But it's that defense that's concerning, and I don't think they're going to make a move. Uh, but I don't know if that's the right decision, Drew. Yeah, I don't believe so. Absolutely, that, absolutely with it. That is with an acquittal. Yeah, and that's the episode, Drew. Mm. But before we go, I heard from a little birdie. He, he birdie. came up through the grapevine, and he told oh. me, Drew, that there was a sale going on over at T Public. Is that true? Can oh. you confirm? Can you confirm? I can confirm that site wide it is up to thirty five percent off, and T shirts are just fourteen dollars. I love it, Drew. I'm rocking the lowdown t-shirt tonight i thought that you might be doing it you did the last two weeks but uh not tonight so sale goes through the weekend so get it while it's hot get otherwise it it's otherwise on a regular basis they're a little bit higher and you have to get a certain amount and then you'll only receive free shipping i think it's 80 dollars or more we said last time so Absolutely. get it while it's on sale and also drew over at fanatics our friends at fanatics have mm. a 24-hour deal going on through the rest of the day. I'm sure they'll have some deals going on across the weekend. I was I got the flash sale last week uh, or whenever they were doing it. I got up to 30% off, uh, but you can get up to 65% off right now site-wide using code ARCTIC. And uh, one of the things I got for uh, my birthday last week, Drew, this nice little mint coin uh, from, okay. the, yeah, from the playoff game that TCU and Michigan played. A few weeks ago, back at the New Year's Eve, uh, that is oh, a fan really, right there. Yeah, really nice deal. I, I was very impressed with the the quality and everything, and nice little perch, nice there little uh, carrying case. So, get you some good old fashioned merch from Fanatics. Go over to our store, T Public, and Drew. Mm. That's the episode, is it not? That is indeed. Make sure you guys are following us on socials, TikTok. Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. All those little places when we're live doing this show, it's on Twitch and YouTube. So that's what that's for. It's at the underscore lowdown. That's T-H-A underscore lowdown on all those platforms we just mentioned. And ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch you again next week in the month of February yeah. for another edition of the lowdown.